Freedom. Somebody asked a young mother, where do you go for freedom? The young mother said to the bathroom and I locked the door. Saw this commercial about a junior high band teacher and the junior high band's learning how to play a song. Can you imagine what that sounds like? And the commercial has a luxury car <laughs> in it and the teacher goes inside and rolls up the window and she can't hear the what? The band. If you're a fan of Dave Ramsey like I am, Dave Ramsey is the number three talk show, radio show in North America. He talks about getting out of debt and for any family or any individual that gets out of debt, they get to come on his show live and yell the word freedom. So as we approach July 4th, we think about freedom. So I want to ask you right now, what do you do with your free time? Bike. Yes, I do that too. What else? What do you do with your free time? Babysit. Babysit. Okay, I'm not sure if that's free time. What do you do with your free time? Relax. Other people said bake, knit, sew, read. Free time. Free time. So part one of my sermon, Are You Truly Free? We're going to talk about freedom. For most Americans, freedom is sort of encapsulated in a song by Steppenwolf. Get your motor, motor running, head out on the highway, looking for adventure on whatever comes our way. Like true nature's child, we were born to be wild. We can climb so high and never want to die. Born to be wild, born to be wild. To a lot of Americans, when I say the word freedom, freedom means to do your own thing, whatever you want to, because we're all born to be what? That's what freedom means to a lot of people. I get to do whatever I want to do. Uh, uh, young person came up to me and said that when they were in college, an atheist came up to them and said that, well, I don't believe in that religious stuff. Um, I'm a free thinker. I'm an atheist. And so to a lot of people, that's what freedom means. For example, we, we can hear these statements. No one's going to tell me what? I'm free. I don't need some 2,000-year-old book to tell me what to do. I'm truly free. Or... I can think for myself, and finally a free thinker would say, they're their own person, a truly free spirit, born to be what? Wow, this is what freedom means. And so the person was an atheist, and the atheist says, I'm a free thinker, I'm free from ancient religion, and can I, I can truly express my true and moral self. So that's what that person thought freedom meant, so I'm going to poke some holes in that. If atheism is true, then we're challenged. The challenge of atheism is that we're hardwired by 4.5 billion years of evolution. You're really not free. Everything that you do is hardwired by billions of years of natural selection and survival of the fittest, and nature has designed how you are. If atheism is true, then can your mind that evolved from mush, can it interpret the world? Well, if atheism is true in that we're just a result of accident and chance as evolution teaches then your mind evolved from that too can your mind be accurate and someone said well then how can you say that your mind can accurately interpret the world well it's very easy we believe that an omnipotent all-knowing god gave us our mind for we're made in his image with his mind with we have a mind and a soul and feelings and emotion and intellect with which with which our almighty creator has given to us. But if atheism is true, then, then your mind evolved from us. If atheism is true, then all of life is meaningless. You're born to be wild. 
Somebody asked Billy Graham what life was like without God, and Billy Graham says, life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. It's pointless. So for this atheist free thinker, they're really not free thinkers at all. Everything's hardwired into them. Life is meaningless, and they only think that they know what the world is about. Yes. Talk about freedom and the illusion of freedom. A teenager, from the time they turn 13, they counted down the days to the time that, that they can turn 16. Because what happens in one's life when they turn 16? They what? They're able to what? Get their license. And so the young man, for three years, he counted down the days to get his permit and get his license. And he was able to get some odd jobs and begin to save money. And finally, the, he turned 16, able to get his license, and bought his own car and always took it to high school. And every time he left high school, he wanted to show off and show off his great car and maybe get some really good dates and impress people. And every time he left the parking lot from high school, he'd rev the engine as far as it can with the car in park and throw it into gear and he'd screech out of the parking lot. He did that for about three weeks until he blew his transmission, right? And then the young man lamented for two years he had to take carts back at Menards to pay for the what? The transmission. Was he truly free? No. That's sort of the illusion that people have that freedom means I get to do whatever I want to do, but that's really not the case because there's always prices and consequences for that. Let me take you back in time to 1960. Twilight Zone, A Nice Place to Visit, Season 1, Episode 28. Let me describe that episode to you. There's a gangster by the name of Rocky who lives life on the edge. He cheats, he steals, he gambles, trying to live the good life. And at the beginning of the show, he gets in some sort of dispute and gunfight. And the next thing we know, Rocky shows up at this really large mansion, and he's welcomed by a butler by the name of Pip. And he's asked to come inside, and Pip shows him the luxurious mansion, and Rocky puts on a great suit, and Pip has a chef that creates him a great meal, and every night they go to the casino, and Rocky wins, and attractive women are always falling over him. He's driving the latest car, he's wealthy, people buy him drinks and dinner, and every day to Rocky is a really good thing. Life on the edge, new suits, wonderful food, being the hit guy at the casino, going out, everybody loves him. And after about two months of this, he says, well, this isn't fun at all. There's nothing fun or enjoyable about this. Hey, I thought you told me, Pip, that this is what heaven was like. And then the narrator said this. Can I read it to you in true Twilight Zone fashion? A scared, angry little man who never got a break. Now he has everything he's ever wanted, and he's going to live with it forever in eternity in the what? Twilight Zone. Does anyone know where Rocky really is? He's not in heaven. He's where? He's in hell. He's living out hell. That's what the type of freedom, the born to be free, live as I want sort of sinful nature does. It binds one into pain. So I'm going to summarize the first part of the sermon. Can everyone read it with me, please? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Be firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. For a lot of people, the born-to-be-wild, atheist, free thinker, I'm truly free, really only leads to bondage and ultimately to death. Sermon part two, now truly free with an exclamation point. 
We are called to be free. For us believers in Jesus, we have been forgiven all of our sins. For us believers in Jesus, we've been baptized and we've been united to Christ's death and resurrection. For us believers in Jesus, we've been granted eternal life and the bondage of sin, death, and hell no longer has power or dominion over us. For us believers in Jesus, we are truly free. We have eternal life. We're forgiven. We're in a perfect relationship with God who gives us his grace through Christ. Here's sort of a theme verse that encapsulates that. Can you all read it with me? I'm free from the slavery of sin. I'm free from death and the devil. I'm free from the bondage of sin. I'm free from my own sinful nature. I am truly free. What does that look like? Well, if I'm free, I don't have to buy my way to heaven. I can use my money to give to others. If I'm free, I don't have to try to impress others. You heard me share this a couple times in my messages. Dave Ramsey says, most of us buy things to impress people who don't like us anyways. I'm free from that. God has freed me from that. I'm free as Christ values me dearly. I don't need others to value me. I can value them. I don't need to have the affirmation of the world. The world means nothing to me. The world will end when Christ comes back. I have Christ. To be free means my conscience is free from guilt. I don't have to hold grudges on others. Friends in Christ, if you're having a hard time to forgive, forgiving anyone, then maybe we don't believe that Christ has truly forgiven us. Because if we believe Christ has truly forgiven me all my sins, then it becomes easy for me to forgive others. Christ has forgiven me, Christ forgives them. I don't need to hold grudges, I'm free from that. Freedom means that Christ loves me in spite of my imperfections, and I can love others in spite of their imperfections. You know what the true definition of a friend is? A friend is somebody who likes you and you get along with, and you hang out for a long time, and a friend begins to see your imperfections, my imperfections, our quirks, our weaknesses, our failures. And you know what? A friend says, in spite of our weaknesses, our quirks, and our failures, they still what? Love us. That's the definition of friend. You see, we can love others in spite of their quirks and imperfections because God in Christ loves me in spite of my quirks and imperfections. We're free. Someone came up to me after the 8 o'clock sermon and said, Pastor, I'm free because I no longer fear death. I'm not afraid of death anymore. I'm free. Why? Because I know heaven's my home. I am truly free. I wanted to add that to that. I am free from all those things. That's true freedom. I don't have to worry about my sin. I can forgive others. I don't have to impress people. I can use my money for better things. I don't have to have the world affirm me because God affirms me. I'm not afraid of death because Christ has given me eternal life. I am truly, in the whole sense, free, very different from the person in atheism who's in bondage to sin and to slavery of all that unrighteousness. We are truly free. Now, Martin Luther says this. Look on the left-hand side. A Christian is the most free Lord of all and subject to none. It's true. I'm free. I'm forgiven. Heaven is my home. I don't have to worry about guilt. The bondage of sin, death, and Satan no longer has a hold of me. I'm truly free. But then Luther says this. A Christian is the most dutiful servant of all and subject to everyone. I've been made free. No, not so. I can be a selfish little piggy, but that I might serve others. Can you read the be with me on the right-hand side? Good works.
You know, a bad person does bad works. When I'm free in Christ, I'm free to do good. When I'm in bondage to sin, my bondage leads me not to do good. So you and I are truly free, exclamation point. Free from sin, death, and the devil, and free to serve others. That's what it means to be truly free. So what will you do with that freedom? Well, as you heard read, Galatians says, one way I can use my freedom is I can be my own little selfish piggy and I can do whatever I want. You know, sexual immorality, sensualities, discord, rage, selfishness, all those things. Or, with that freedom, I can have the fruits of the Spirit as the Spirit leads me. Freedom in Christ means what? Peace, love, joy, patience, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends in Christ, every single day that we wake up, God puts a canvas in front of us with a bunch of colors. We get to paint our picture of how we live our lives. I can use my freedom to be born to be wild and to do my own thing, whatever makes me feel good, or my freedom can be used as one to serve and love others as God has called me in freedom. Which is better? Which is truly more fulfilling? Jesus says it's better to give than to what? And to love because God first what? Loved us. Freedom. That's true freedom, Christ. Where all our gifts and talents are being used for the best. Not for me, but for others, as he has done for us. So summary to part two. Can you all read it with me? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So I'm going to summarize the sermon. A young person told me they had an atheist friend who said they're free from religion and they're a free spirit. No, if you're an atheist, you live in an absurd world and you're hardwired by evolution. True freedom means that God has called me, created me, forgiven me, redeemed me, given me heaven. I'm truly free from all the effects of this sin as a child of God, and I'm free to love as God has given me gifts and talents. I'll prefer the latter a billion times over than the former. True freedom in Christ. So how about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And in freedom, all God's people say, Amen. Amen.